Good morning, listeners. This is Eric Jubair, and I want to thank you for listening in on podcast number three <laughs> for the everyonehelpone.org podcast series. <clears throat> Thanks for tuning in. It is early November 2021. Actually, it's November 9th, just to be specific. And um, the topic today, this is what we're going to be talking about. We're headed into the holiday season, so we just crossed over Halloween 2021. So this is the week after, uh, you know, before uh, Thanksgiving and um, all of the Christian holidays and all of that, right? So here's the topic today. What can you do for others this holiday season 2021? I think this is my second or third uh, podcast episode. You know, I've covered, I started uh, Everyone Help One in 2019. November, actually, October 2019, right before COVID. <laughs> and um, I think I've talked about this every season since 19, 20, and now 21 about helping other, others in your local, you know, in your reach, in your re- in your, re- your area that you can reach, you know, your local um, help, you know, the folks that could use it. And that's what I'm going to ask you for today. Here's my thesis. Excuse me. Even if you have had a tough year, listeners, I ask that you still think of others this season and do what you can to help. Um, That's my thesis. The one thing as I wrote down these points this morning um, is that I know from my experience and just being a, a volunteer, um, pretty much my entire adult life and the majority of my teens and young life. It's just something that I've been doing. But I've experienced and witnessed (coughs) others in the midst of helping others. Um, The people helped me know that they were working with realized that these people needed help too. And they were there to help others, and somebody said something, or they said something, and before you know it, once we got done helping, doing what we were doing, we turned around and helped the people, some of the people in the group who were the helpers, because come to, come to realize they had some needs too. They were just there to help others to get, their, get themselves out of thinking about it, right? So helping, sometimes you turn around and get what you need as well. So you don't do it for that reason, right? But there it is. Okay. So point number one, helping others can help you um, (laughs) as well. You know, helping others um, around you can, that can end up coming back on you because you need some stuff, right? Point number two, um, here's what I do. And a lot of this stuff I wrote down is just an example of coming out of me and what I'm doing. Just as good examples and other stuff. Because what I'm doing is just simple, logical, you know, how, you know, extending my reach out from here where I am. Uh, Everyone Help One has expanded to my home county where I'm from. I, I live in Houston Metro in Sugarland, which is in Fort Bend County. That's where I started Everyone Help One. I found there's 2,200, <laughs> 2,200 nonprofits in the county, in Fort Bend County. And 
I started out, Everyone Help One, as an advocate, as a local nonprofit advocate for volunteerism. And then we have some missions. Everyone, everyonehelpone.org, and it's the number one. I'm from Galveston County. Everybody knows Galveston, you know, the, the island. I'm from the county from Galveston Bay, a little town called Dickinson, Texas, you know, on the way. I-45 South, if you've been down here, you know it's on the way to Galveston. You pass right through it, right by it. <clears throat> I'm from the area around Highway 3, which is a main highway from Galveston all the way up through Houston. You pass right through our little town. Anyway, and so the nonprofit um, concept is it's just help people around you, you know, help those around you, you know, do some good, you know. And I support all of the 22 non, um, uh, foster homes in Fort Bend County. I work directly with the boys' homes because I'm not certified to go into the girls' homes by the state of Texas. If you you got to get certified by the state of Texas in order to spend any decent amount of time in the homes. You can go in and out, but you can't go in every day if you're not certified and and, you know, I, we all understand why, right? But it's really, it, you know, it's Texas. <laughs> okay, let me just use one word, Texas. Okay, but what I do is, <clears throat> my specialty, what I work, what I do, what I'm bringing to the table to the foster homes are experiences. And what I learned is, is what I was doing was, is my my advocate nonprofit, I would work with other nonprofits, you know, volunteering. Basically, what I'm doing is, is taking the Eric stuff and I put it into a nonprofit, put a board together, and we go out and we work with others and we support others in what they're doing, you know. And what I found is it doesn't work as well as where I'm taking it. That's another podcast episode. But I told my board members, this is an experiment to see if this was going to work. I don't know. And this also gives me time to, you know, for a, for a, a solid path of our own to form out of all of this. We'll see where we, you know, where we can take everyone help one by helping others. Something will come out of that and we'll take it from there. And what I found is with my background, my one of two vocations simultaneously was project management. Everything you can think of in that, okay? So I'm an organizer, professional. That's what I call myself, professional organizer. Get it done on time. Get it done within your resource pool. You know, you just get it done professionally, you know, with a flourish. That's what you are. And so <clears throat> what I have found out is it's going to be better for me to do that in my nonprofit efforts, which is to organize what, what I'm doing and then just involve others you, because the humans... <laughs> The humans kind of screw it up by not being organized themselves and not knowing what they want. It's hard to help people when they don't know how you can help them, right? And they have bona fide missions. They're in portals doing what they're doing in silos. They don't know how you can help. So it's kind of hard to help them. So I've decided to, you know, just set up certain things and then we will, as an example, with the foster kids, what I do is, is that I work to set up experiences. And then rather than working with just the, the, the few homes that I've been working with, 
you know, paying for their Thanksgiving dinners, which is great. And I'm asking you to do that. I'm asking you to, um, what's the word here? Pick a home close to you, basically. You know, just foster one, right? Just foster a home, adopt one. Adopt a home, contact them, and ask them what can you do for them. And um, here's what I do, because maybe being more direct in what you can do for them is better, because like I said, you're dealing with the human adults. Sometimes they're not as organized as you would like for them to be. And then they have people who work for them and they don't pay them a lot, but they have to be educated. So imagine you have counselors with bachelor's and master's degrees and they're making 40000 a year. <laughs> I mean, you know, not a lot of money, right? And they're dealing with difficulty and the kids are treated like inmates by the state. They just can't walk off. Oh my God, everybody's in trouble. The adult, the kid, the owner of the business. Oh, it's a mess. It's an organized mess. They need us. So what I do, I organize experiences. I have it so the boys can go to, and the girls, because it's for the girls too. I'll just call the home and go, hey, I've got 13 passes, because I, I know how many kids are in these homes. And I'll, because I'll just call and, oh, I'm a supporter, can I send some cake? Oh yeah, send cake, send donuts, blah, blah, blah. I'll set up experiences. Go, you know, they can go to the Christmas lights festival at the baseball stadium and, and all of that. Where I'm headed is, is that, oh, I don't want to reveal too much today. <laughs> but I will reveal what I've done recently because it's just too much for a podcast episode. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I don't have it on my paper. So I'm not going to talk about it because it's not on my paper. But yes, adopt a foster home. Advocate for the children, right? And if you really want to get in there, most states have the same concept. You know, you got to get certified and then you can just volunteer. But if you adopt them, and what I, what I say is, is try just setting things up for them. You, hey, I want, you know, I'm, I have adopted this home, this foster care home. It has 25 girls in it, or 10 girls, or four boys, or whatever. And can, can you, um, you know, can you give me four passes, half off, or free? I do free stuff. Oh my God. Have you, we don't have time for that. I'll call the local uh, uh, grocery store. Do you have jobs for, there's four boys that are between 15 and 18. All of them want a job. Can you do that? Two of them have special needs. They can't really do these things, but I would like to see if you can get them into computers because one of them is a genius. <laughs> he doesn't know it yet, but he's a genius. I want to see him touch stuff and see how, see what it does, see what happens. You know, this other one is mechanical. Can you put him out back with the mechanical people and let him work on stuff? Oh, the other one, he's, he doesn't listen. <laughs> Can you work on that? <laughs> so I, I advocate specifically. And let me tell you, it feels good. And you don't get any backpacks, any hugs or anything like that. You're not going to get any of that. Okay? Just know that. That it's going to be just for the help. Because you can all right, point number three, child protection services in your local community. <laughs> so let me just put the point out and then we'll talk about it. Because <laughs> I know a lot about this stuff. CPS support groups in your area, support them. Oh my goodness. 
Oh, one more point before point number two. Can, do you think you can um, um, uh, sponsor some Thanksgiving dinners for some foster homes? How about some? Well, that's a different. Uh, I have that all by itself. Okay, here we go. Point number three. Child protection services support groups in your area. They're all around you. I support one. Oh, my goodness. Badass. I, you know, I don't cuss much. Well, I, yeah, I do. But not in my podcast episodes. <laughs> but, uh, uh, they support the, they right across the street, right across the street from the Fort Bend County Child Protection Services offices. And their job is really uh, uh, immediate needs of the children. Literally a building full of backpack, you know, uh, 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 stuff for the kids, clothes, very neatly. Oh my God, she is just so organized. I mean, her building's like Santa Claus. It's like going into Santa Claus. It's, we're getting ready for Christmas stuff. You, you know, over here are, are your toys and oh my God, stuff. And then you've got your clothes and then you've got your, your school supply stuff. I love them. I just love them because they're organized. But, um, you know, and, and the person that runs it is just, uh, she's just a, a great gal. You know, her and her sisters and her mom and all of them. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so support your local child protection services support groups. They're doing, I mean, fantastic stuff. Fantastic. I assemble bikes and stuff and different um, um, Christmas toys. You know, we're getting close to that. She'll be calling soon. And her, she adopted a special needs boy that's a shaken baby, has shaken baby syndrome. And this is our fourth year together. I have to, oh my, he's, ooh, patience. He teaches me patience. And every year we go through the same nonsense. I don't want to do it. Oh my God, get your butt out here. I bought him a toolkit three years ago. So we can, every year, I, where's your toolkit? You know, oh my, I don't know. Oh, mom, mom has it. Oh, I don't want to do it. Oh, come over here. Oh my, oh, this and that. Oh, and within 30 minutes later, we're doing bikes together. And I, I took him out the headlock and, uh, you know, all of that. <laughs> I have to, I have to wear clothes where I can sweat because, you know, all of that. Anyway, so assembles Christmas toys, volunteer and give money. But do these things year round. Support the child protection services support groups in your area. They need you 24 seven. But if you only have time for holiday season, okay, fine. Okay, um, point number four, needy neighbors. <laughs> we, we all know, now a lot of you who are listening to me, you, you've done, you, you do well. You live in a neighborhood in areas where you think everybody's doing pretty well, right? Because the infrastructure is looking good, right? Tons of cement. This is, you know, and then I have people who listen to me in different parts of the world. Uh, good evening or good morning, depending on where you are. <laughs> uh, depends on where you are, but a lot of people in a lot of my, a lot of my customers are linked into me and they listen. And they like it because I'm pretty raw about stuff. I don't, I don't talk. I'm, I own my companies, so I don't have to worry about people getting upset and firing me. You know, if they can fire me as a customer, but the people who buy from me tend to be badasses out there in the, you know, running stuff in the field and they're over stuff for big companies, and you know, they like my solutions, which is go do it, <laughs> get it done. 
But let me tell you, listeners who live in the great neighborhoods and those that live out in the middle of nowhere, you have needy neighbors. You just might not know who they are up until now. And what I am asking you, find out who they are. If you know who they are, you know, slow down a little bit, right? This is the slow down time of the year. Slow down a little bit. Look at your resources and ask, you know what? Let's have some fun. Because <laughs> I'm linked to a lot of people who get things done. I am. And that's why I do these podcasts. Because I'm asking you to share right now. You move fast. I know. You move fast. Most of the time, people work for you and all of that depend on you. You're helping the world. You're in planes and stuff out helping the world. I look at my LinkedIn profile and my other stuff where I, you know, I have people in my life and I can see what they're doing. And they're just kicking butt. You know, they're linked to butt kickers and fire starters and all of that. Right? Slow down a little bit. Right now. Look at your needy neighbors. They're more, you know, I don't care how well you're living. There's always the old and the shut-ins. And I'm talking about the people who live with the people, too. You know, the people who live with the people. One of the things I got a lot of joy out of when I was younger, uh, when I was mean younger, you know, young, was um, going to the uh, rest homes in my jobs I had as a youngster. And, you know, on Veterans Day, I'm delivering a bed. You know, I'm talking about young, 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 teen. And this Veterans Day, and there's these dudes in there, and ladies too, it's Veterans Day, they have on their Veterans Day, you know, veteran stuff. I deliver oxygen or something. I just sit down for another hour, maybe 90 minutes, and listen to stories, because people want to talk to you. They want to talk. You just talk, well, tell me about your stuff. What you do, you blow up some stuff or what? Or, you know, you flew some stuff or what you do? Oh, well, you know, 19, uh, whatever. You know, and they go into their life and you listen and you can learn stuff. I learned so much from just listening to stories. You pick stuff out of there or stuff just hangs into your brain on its own without you having even trying. The physically and mentally challenged, they're in these homes that you live around, right? I have podcast episodes for my other series, um, um, Creative Brother, Creative Brother. Dot org, my think tank, and all of that. And I have other stuff where I talk about physically and mentally challenged geniuses, you know, that need um, opportunities. Um, poor and low income folk, and when I mean poor and low income, you have poor people living around you in nice neighborhoods. They don't have any money. <laughs> You're wondering, why won't they paint their stuff or whatever, cut the grass or whatever? They can't. They cannot. They can't afford it. You know, you know, they fell on hard times or whatever, um, or whatever. So do some stuff, help out, go across the street, say hi, go down, go down the street, go around the corner, whatever it is, say hello, see if you can help out. You know what I mean? You know what your skill sets are. You might even know who needs what in your life. Do some helping, take some time out. You know what I mean? You know who needs it. Just go, just ask, can you help? You know, here's what I have written down. Do not allow those in your in your in your reach to go without or to do without or to, you know, if you can simply help can of paint, 
you know, some spackle, uh, some of the things you do, do them. You know, just do it. That's all I'm asking. Point number five. Charitable organizations that need you all around you, seek them out and ask how you can help. You know, um, the folks that feed around you, there's, you know, United Way has tons of organizations that they support, right? The folks that take in clothes and give them away, sell them, you know, these uh, these folks that do that, you know, but they, when, if you go into these places that take, you know, the big ones, United Way, and all the other ones, it depends on where you are. And it's always different wherever you are. They do these things, the models they have set up, you know, is to employ people, put them to work. Don't worry about how much money the CEO makes. I had someone call me based on my relationships with other nonprofits. I don't know, sometime this year, maybe, yeah, early this year. And I think he's dating, he wants to date one of the ladies that run one of the nonprofits. <laughs> that I work with because some of them like me oh I'm saying you got some badasses and they're badasses in every kind of way right so this guy calls yeah you know I'm such and such and one of the people you work with they wanted me to call you and you know they wanted me to meet you and all of that you know they thought we were a lot alike and so I said okay yeah sure you know my name is I told him what I was doing and I told him I'm a money giver I'm not a money taker you just at that point I will be soon when I turn my nonprofit into a ministry and a, and a fully incorporated nonprofit. Right now it's just a local unincorporated nonprofit using the Texas rules and regulations, you know, DBA. It's gonna be incorporated soon so we can take in money and disperse it. I found it's gonna be better and I'll be able to do more things and I'm gonna have a ministry for the foster care uh, uh, kids that graduate as fosters. I'm gonna work to keep them in the program and, and use the benefits up till 23 and they'll be in control of those benefits as opposed to not being in control right now. So that's basically where we're going. So he called and was asking all these hard questions. And I was like, hey man, like as I said earlier, I'm a money giver. I don't take in money. I give out my money to others. I've always done it and I do it through the nonprofit. And he was just like, yeah, I really hate people who take in the money and you look at their numbers and, and they're taking in all the money for themselves and all this other stuff. And, and I was like, this guy comes, he's, he's doing, he's, his introduction of himself to me is terrible. I'm not going to judge him, but, ugh, right? So I never heard from him again. Don't be that person, judgy. I mean, just go out and help and don't judge. He was like, I've been doing this a long time around here. And, and I was trying to figure out what was his, what was he doing? What was his angle? So I just kept being nice to him and, you know, hey, man, you know, yes, this and that, answering his questions. And when we hung up, I was wondering, what did he get out of it? I didn't get much, <laughs> but, you know, whatever, right? So charitable organizations, you know, need you. Seek them out and ask, ask how you can help. And then just go do it and don't judge. And keep up with them, right? And then here's how I want to finish. Um, just be action-oriented. Continue being what you already are. Just bring your action-oriented and drive, you know, your drive to the table. And what I have found doing, what I've been doing now for two years now, this month, actually right about the same time I actually got going with um, Everyone Help One, 
COVID drove it, right? Um, beyond that, it wasn't, I wasn't, COVID wasn't around when it started. A few months later, COVID kind of killed everything we were doing because everything, you know, got separated. But here's what I learned, listeners, is really when you bring your drive to others, you're going to have to be patient because they're working in silos. And so you're going to have to be patient and not judgy. And just help, you know, just give, help them in the ways that you can. Ultimately, it might be money. I find a lot of time people need more than your money. They really do. They need your time. Even if it's just for a day. If, let's say Thanksgiving. Um, and I'm talking about, I'm talking to people here. I want you to, I want, uh, please move beyond your re- religious, your religion religiousness or your lack thereof. I want you to not think about what religion you might be. Thanksgiving wasn't, I mean, you know, it's, I want you to look at Thanksgiving coming up as a non-religious situation, right? Just a, a day for thanks for people. And no matter what you practice or don't practice, let's say you don't, you're an empty nester like I am. I'm an empty nester. I try to make Thanksgiving more meaningful as far as than just me. Um, and I'm not asking you to be Eric. Maybe you might want to volunteer that day. Maybe you have some folks over. Maybe you can cook. Maybe you can learn to cook. <laughs> Maybe you can experiment and cook some stuff and have folks come over and try it. Yeah, come over and have my pie. And they're like, you good at that? And so make it a day for giving in a way that's not necessary. Make it a day for giving within your constraints. Don't worry about all the other stuff. Oh, it's Christian. Oh, whatever. Okay. Same thing with the other parts of the holidays. Giving. If you have some room for giving, that's all I'm asking you to do. To the action-oriented folks and the driven folks that are listening. No one's going to come to you for help. That's what I've learned in life. People just... They wait for you to show up. They're looking for Superman, Superwoman. So how about you go ahead and be that? Just show up in your cape, fancy cape. Here I am. And that's all going on in your head, right? I just hit a mosquito. <laughs> so the, the clapping I just did, I forgot I was on a podcast episode. <laughs> Trying to keep the mosquito from getting to me here. And that wasn't part of the podcast. <laughs> but let's see how it sounds when I listen back at that. So yeah, people are waiting for heroes. I mean, look at how many Marvel hero movies are on now. We're inundated by Marvel, right? So just go ahead and see yourself as a hero. Put on your fake imaginary cape. Show up and do some helping. How about that? All right. So with that, I guess we'll finish today. In podcast number three, what can you do for others this holiday season 2021? I hope I've been entertaining and also thought provoking. I will talk to you soon. You take care.